evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name is Helen Webster and I'm with the lovely... Sandra Scott and our friend Rossi is soon to join us. We're just having technical hitches. It runs smoothly this show every week. <laughs> and the thing is, you see, you're all fancy pants with your Max, isn't it? You're all fancy pants with your Max, you see, but you need like just a basic... Oh, here he is. Hey. Uh -huh. So I'm looking really cloudy. Where's the camera on this thing? There you go. Look, we can there see you, you now. You're live on Facebook and on YouTube. That's it. There we go. Give well, a little rub at the top of the of the camera on on your on your the top you of your mouth. You just something in the way yeah, of the camera. Had, um, That's what you get. You see for having posh iPad. Max. <laughs> or on your iPad. iPad. He had to get his iPad. Oh, oh he's oh. gone. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, that's okay. Is have we been fifty? Oh, he's, he's back! He's back! He's back! He's back <laughs> once again. <laughs> right. I, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to get rid of this cover. Okay. Yeah. Yes. That's cool. Here we I, go. I was not expecting to use this, and it's old. It's all right. It's five years right. old. There you are. We can see you then. I got it for my fiftieth birthday. So the um. Yeah, the, the cover has seen better day. So apologies for anyone watching. And I'm just going to get myself in focus because I wasn't expected to use this. But here we go. Okay, Don't apologise. So it's cool. It's a little yeah. tech hitch. We're just a bit <laughs> slick here, Rossi. You know what I mean? We're like, oh, uh, yeah. we're like a well-oiled machine. Yeah, we? Our listeners and viewers are used to this. This is a wooden <laughs> performance. Well-oiled being the operative, eh? This is this this is all this is our life, isn't it? This this is how we roll. I, didn't I, know I, I do stumble upon this every week and I really thoroughly enjoy it. Hey, thank you so, so much. We're, we're so super, happy. super excited to have Rossi with us um, tonight, and uh, we'll find out loads, loads of more about you in a minute. And thank you for giving your time um, to come on tonight, which is cool. Mm. But first, we do a shout out to the kids. So, any young people who've done amazing things? So, San, have you got any young people who've done amazing things? Oh, uh, yeah. One of my little angels this evening, actually, who she comes on. She just does half an hour French with me, and she was um, tearful when she came on. And I said, what's wrong? And it was a times table she'd been trying to learn for school. Poor kids, honest to God. So, you know me, numerically challenged. But the thing <laughs> with numerically challenged people is they can help people who struggle with numbers. So, um, so we did her tables and that, and we only did 15 minutes of French, but she went away happy. And that was good. That was the main Did you do thing. your timetables in French? No. We? Just get them in English first. I was tempted, but we did some fun stuff about animals to cheer it up. So oh, that's well in. Well, okay. Maisie. So I'm going to give a little shout out to Maisie. So Maisie won a certificate for just being ace, and she's dead funny. So um, big shout out to Maisie Moodles for uh, for winning a certificate in school, well like done. start of the week or something like that. It was so so that's cool. So Rossi, I know you've got young people in your life. Um, any younger people or anything who've done amazing things that we're going to give them a little shout out? Uh, well, I've got a 15 year old daughter, Nancy, and uh, and she she's an all round great kid. So. Uh, so every day is a good day, uh, to be honest. Uh, perfect honest. Though. She's got a little sister called Alex as well. And they've both just got a brand new dog called Buster. Oh. So I'm looking forward to seeing Buster hopefully in the next week or so. So uh, so that's something to really look forward to. So what's Buster then? What type of dog is Buster? Is it a secret? He's, or... he's, he's, uh, he's a, a, a toy poodle. I understand a toy poodle. So he's, he's very small. Cool. Amazing. Oh. Best, I... thing, best thing ever for young people is to have a dog. I'm desperately trying to get this thing out of this cover because once you get out of the cover, it'll, it'll be better. So oh, I've got to find out how to do it. I find out how to get out of the cover. So yeah, I'm going to get on. this out of the cover. And sorry for being so disorganised. Right. Don't worry about it. That's and cool. Don't apologise. Right. We're rocking it. You're amongst your friends, are you? Excellent <laughs> behaviour. To have your auntie and your nan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she says to everyone. It's like being with your nan. Well, yeah. I've and got the, to be honest, I'm probably older than both of you, to be fair. certainly not. I was surprised that you were 50. 55. Oh, ooh, you <laughs> are. I'm 55 in September, so you oh, are. Yeah. So what date in September are you 55? The 13th. 13th. Oh, my mum's the 19th, but she'll be a little bit older. She'll be 75. Is she, oh, okay. well, is she quite, like, critical? <laughs> um, no, I, 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 she's she's not critical at all, and I, I'm not even sure. Probably a Virgo. Probably a Virgo. Yeah, unlucky for someone on the 13th, son. Oh yeah. Well, I always say that, and my sister-in-law, Amory, her is the 13th of August. Uh, I think 13 is very, very lucky, and 
when I worked on the plane, we used to sit all the Italians in the um, row 13 and all the English in row 17, because in Italy, 17 is an unlucky number. Oh. And the Italians used to go, oh my God, look at them sat in row 13. And the English people used to go, oh, um, sat you in row 13. should have the other way around. Just for and the English people used to go, <laughs> look at them sat in 13. Oh. <laughs> so there we go. It's lucky 13. It my is grandmother lucky, yeah. was born on the 13th day and uh, don't worry, you'll hear my dog barking at exactly. No, that's mine. That's mine. You hey. don't have this in your that's radio my dog. Yeah. You don't have dogs barking in your radio station, do you? There's none of this on your show. Is that not a dog, did you say? Yeah, that's my dog. She's just like left. She's just on the. Come on, come here. She's just on the, the wall of there. Because my dog will start barking. Let me tell you, at exactly six minutes. Sorry, eight minutes after eight, Emma will come in from work because she's at work uh, till eight. She, she comes uh, in. At, if she's in a 10, six, six or eight. If she's in a 12, eight, eight or eight. But uh, Mickey, who's sat behind me sleeping, I'm not sure um, if you can see. I don't know how to work this thing. By the but, fire. Yeah, don't yeah. we might never get you back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so at, at eight minutes past eight, you'll hear Mickey barking in anticipation of, uh, of Emma coming in the door. Oh, oh isn't that lovely? Cool. That's so funny. Well, Amazing. we better get on track then, hello. Okay, we're back yeah. on. So, success this week. Something that's happened to you that's amazing that we can share with everybody. So, it could be anything, Rossi. It can be like most Wednesday. We've moved to a Tuesday now. It used yeah. to be on a Wednesday, and Sandra used to have had her hair done on a Wednesday, which was a massive success. <laughs> now she's. We've got to wait now, like haven't you? Um, so tomorrow. And now I can't wait for you. Then I'll go out for a drink with you. Joey's doing it tomorrow because Bernadette's gone to a funeral. Okay. Oh. Let's see then. Okay. So, amazing thing that's happened to you, Sam, this week. A massive success for you. Rossi agreed to come on the show. What's better than that? (laughs) (laughs) That's the number one success of the week. Successes. I'm going to be doing a Japanese course for seven people in their place of work, which and the courses are back. Thank God. So I'm excited about that. Um, and then, oh, Ronan's taking over the social media for Chatterway. I'm so happy. It's like well, a waste of head off my shoulders. So that's brilliant too. What more do you want? What about you? And, he's, and he's good at it as well, isn't he? Um, okay. I've had like loads of meetings this week. And last week, so it's lovely that now things are starting to open up. We can actually go and see people and say hello in real life, which we really missed. So um, I'm actually on Friday. I'm going to see um, Laura from Cash for Kids. So I've known Laura for a while and had a lovely conversation with her last week because I haven't spoken to her for ages. And we're actually going to have a coffee on Friday, which is cool, and talk about some exciting partnerships that we're going to do together. Um, At an amazing meeting today, I went in thinking one thing and come out with a totally other mad thing in my head. So that was amazing. Um, I saw two lovely people last yesterday, went over to the SSE, which was cool, seeing some older friends. Monday, we've got the Wackerball course, our very first Wackerball course in the UK. Um, So yeah, loads and loads of boss stuff going on. So I'm dead, dead excited. Um, What's exciting things has happened in your life this week? What successes have you had? Well, we're only into Tuesday. So, um, so, Thus far, it's 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 been good as far as you know the program goes. Um, that that's fine. It's not for me to say it's good, but if it's, from the boss and listeners, it's been good. Nice. So well. tomorrow is a big day. It's the ratings day, Rajar day. So that comes out at ten o'clock tomorrow morning. So it's all uh, all of that will be embargoed till midnight tomorrow night. So fingers crossed. That'll be no like fingers good. round, Rossi. Okay, so we do fingers, fingers round, round all is sound. Oh, well, fingers- Rossi. Our week goes from Tuesday from show to show. And I read that you had 1.2 million listeners last week. Mm, 1.3. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm sure it was 1.3 that you read. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not good. As I said, I'm not good with She's rubbish at numbers. 
That child will get all the tables wrong tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it was it was good last time around, and obviously we've not been doing the normal radio uh, audience surveys. Uh, yeah. Everything that's been going on for the last past couple of years, so that was a big surprise, and we're going out across more radio stations now, and yeah, hopefully, hopefully it wasn't a fluke, and hopefully things tomorrow are, are yeah, as good. definitely. Well, I heard as well the other day, like you had the guy trying to answer the question. Um, about the clip in the morning and you said, oh, well, the prize won't be going over to the East End. And I thought, oh, God, that's someone in London. Listen yeah, to yeah, yeah. It's nationwide. That's fantastic. People listen all around the world. You hear them and yeah. they phone and they go, I'm just sitting on the beach and you're like... Yeah, we do get a lot of that. We do yeah. get a lot of that. So, Can I just so ask what was the £9 um, that everybody spends? Because I was tra I was going to work this morning and then I started <laughs> off six. So yeah. what's the what was the £9? I was going to say... Either carrier bags or shopping trolleys. Ah, so that was a six thirty survey. The average Brit will spend nine pounds a year on this. It was in vending machines. They'll spend nine quid a year in oh. vending machines. I but never get them. Those things. I never ever knew the answer. I mm. probably wouldn't spend nine quid when when Nancy was younger. I would probably have spent more than nine quid, especially those machines that have the little balls with toys inside them. So yeah, I'd yeah. probably have spent yeah. More money on those. Oh, nine pounds. I was thinking, I was like, I was driving and then I had to get out and I was fuming because I was like, because it was like 9 30 something and I was like, yeah, so cool. Okay, so we're going to play this or that. Okay. okay. So Sandra and I, I'll ask, I'll ask you and Sandra and Sandra, will ask me or you this or that. Right. Okay. You can just chill and just answer whichever one you, you think this or that. Do you want to go first, Sandra, or do you want me to go first? I'll go first. Go on. Guinness or gin? Are you talking to me? Yeah. Definitely Guinness. Uh, I don't drink spirits. Oh, that's quite I funny. Can... <laughs> yeah. So I, I'd say gin because uh, I don't like Guinness, even though. Um, but oh, this, oh. we don't do this. This or this or that is not prepared. We just randomly come out with stuff. Don't not we, Fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I drink spirits, but I don't drink gin. So I have. A, I'd have half a Guinness, definitely. Yeah. Because otherwise you'd cry your leg off, wouldn't you? Gin, that's that's very rare. My my wife Emma, that's all she will drink now is gin. Not the flavoured gins either. With no, with all due respect to that, yeah, she likes a good dry gin. Yeah, dirty gin. I like a dirty gin. Dirty gin. So, Rossi, this one's to you. Okay. Breakfast show or drive time? Which one did you like presenting the most? Breakfast all day long. I, I, you know what? Getting up, right, people say, oh, you get up at four, ten past four in the morning. There's yeah. never, ever a nice time to get out of bed, in my opinion. When my feet touch the floor, and by the time I've brushed my teeth, before I've had my first coffee, I'm awake. Yeah. And I, I gave my car up um, last May, so I decided to walk 300 miles for June. And I thought, by September, I'll get myself a new car, ready for the winter, and I've not got one since. So I still walk into work every morning, uh, yeah. hailing the shine. And uh, and I'm really, really enjoying that. And, uh, you know, I'm done by, you know, with a meeting at half ten with the boss. Uh, show yeah. finishes at ten. And I'm mostly out of the building by quarter past eleven. So I come back. The day's my own. There's always things to do. When I get home, there's always a list of things to do. Yeah, so of course. So definitely 100%. I really enjoyed my time in drive time. It was fun. It was brilliant. And it suited my lifestyle better then because I was a lot younger and I was partying. Yeah. <laughs> So now I get a nosebleed if I'm still up, up at eleven o'clock of an evening. <laughs> so yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You know, so yeah. I think I think if the, the drive time you're waiting to go to work, aren't you? Yeah. In the day you're waiting to go to work, so you think, oh, I can't do that because I've got to go to work. Whereas, yeah. as you say, you're done a dusted in the morning, aren't you? And 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 you're away. What about you, Sam? Would you rather do early morning or or like afternoon? So I'm exactly. I would say the same as Rossi's just said. So I used to like be fine of an evening, come to life at eleven o'clock at night, no problem. I'm the opposite now. Yeah. Although um, I do circuit, Helen runs a circuit class and I do that on a Tuesday and a Thursday morning at half six in the morning. And this morning I was definitely half asleep. <laughs> I, was, I was really shattered this morning. But I wake up quite early most mornings, like half five-ish, six o'clock, you know, always, which isn't early to you, but to most people it is. So I prefer, I get loads done in the morning now. Mm. Yeah, I'm the same. I used to run pubs, so I was like a proper night owl. Yeah. So I'd wake up at like 12, 1 o'clock, 
midnight, you know, that's when, that was my alive time, whereas now I'm totally the, the other way around. So, yeah, probably uh, probably mornings for me. Go on, Sam, next one. Okay. Um, would you rather have an all-you-can-eat Chinese buffet? Yeah. Or Italian food? Um, ooh, tough one. Uh, probably Italian. Probably yeah, Italian for me. Well, my question was topical with it being Chinese New Year. Oh, I, know. Chinese New Year. I, know. I know it's a big event this weekend because we didn't yeah, have yeah. And Carol Claire said hi, Rossi and guys from Cuba. Ah. Yes, Carol. Okay. She's there for about 64 weeks, isn't she? Yes, yeah, she has 64 weeks holiday a year, Carol. Claire. Yeah. <laughs> well deserved, Carol. And hello, Ian. As and well. Ian. And Ian, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be they'll be having a little cheeky bev now watching this. They be, will. You've I got viewers. What is a typical Cuban drink? Would it be would it be a rum? Rum rum Bacardi. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anything that's wet and makes your head go funny, isn't it? Really? Yeah. I'm just thinking of those two. They're doing that thing where they go from optic to optic to optic to optic, you know, like people used to do years ago. Yeah, hundred percent. They'll probably be doing that with a wine chaser with every shot. Drink. Yeah. Okay. So I know Rossi that you're into your boxing. Yeah. Okay. So would you rather? Train for the fight because I know you've done. I did box on the docks as well. Would you rather train for the fight, or would you actually rather be in the ring fighting? That's so a did real you like tough... the training best, or, or or the actual fight? Do you know something that is a real tough one? I re- I enjoyed the training. It was really really tough. The walk to the ring was horrific. I remember my first fight, and I trained really hard. Three two minute rounds, which doesn't sound like an awful lot. But by the time I'd walked to the ring, and remember, I knew most of the people in the crowd that night, you know, with cash for kids, etc. Yeah. By the time I got in the ring, my energy was gone. Oh. With that nerves, had totally, and I'm going, how am I going to get through three two-minute rounds? I always finish the third round better. So the doing the fight and finishing the fight, is it just gives you that. You, you feel fabulous afterwards, even with two broken ribs after my last fight. Oh, um and uh and remind me to tell you something about those broken ribs it's very funny um so i'm gonna go for the fight i'm gonna go for the wow. fight i would like to do another one but emma says absolutely no chance no, no i don't blame emma i'd like to do one more just one more but yeah, before yeah. i'm 60. <laughs> yeah what, what about you son and yeah. do i prefer training for boxing or having a fight in the ring not having done either so i would prefer to train because i would never get in a boxing ring unless i became a champion thai kickboxer <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, never think... too, it's never too late sandra it's never yeah, too late yeah, you could well, do that, mate. I could be an olympian no problem <laughs> <You> <laughs> so i'm i i'm like i really and so i did box on the docks and uh, for, for gas for kids, and I loved the training side of it. Training to Derry Matthews Gym, loved it, absolutely loved it. But walking to the ring, I've never felt anything like it. And we literally like stuck, and 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 I had like no spit in my mouth. Can and you got into the. It's it's it, it. Did you not? You obviously you felt. Did you all your energy go? So I, I went on the trainer. He said to me, he said, you will use your adrenaline, he said, to get in the ring. And I was thinking, oh, you know, I got in the ring and I was like, and the first round, oh. I was thinking, that bell's broke. I was thinking, just oh. ring it, will you just ring it? How <laughs> long does two minutes last for when you're boxing? Jesus. Horrendous. But then the, th- the third round, it felt quite good because I think you, you must maybe settle your nerves. You must sort of get back into it. Um, but yeah, but I wouldn't... I. I would never do it again because um so i loved it so i would possibly say the training but like you you know you finish it and you think well i've done that but it, yeah. how these boxers do it is unbelievable you don't realize the discipline and, yeah. and, the, and the levels of fitness that these guys have is just even like the, you know the, the amateur boxers they're just unbelievable yeah yeah go on Sam. Yeah. next one okay last one because we've got loads of questions for you Hello. and i want to hear the funny story as well about the <laughs> funny okay would you rather be on the radio up in the Radio City Tower or on ground level? Oh, my word. That's an easy one. 
the tower that I have it'll be my 17th year working from the tower wow. in in April and I've never ever in all those 17 years and I never will for as long as I work there and hopefully it's a long time to come I've never taken the views where I work for granted ever and it's, yeah, whether it's, it's raining snowing sunshine and cloudy foggy you still get an amazing view. Sometimes yeah. you look over, you see the cloud, and then you can just see the two liver birds just wow. perched up. And it, you know, and then you can see sometimes on a really clear day, you can see the big one in Blackpool. You know, you see the ferries going off to Ireland. Yeah. You know, you can see both football stadiums from the tower. It's it's a the tower one. It's the greatest radio station location I think on the planet in the greatest. I think so. When you go up there and you just look and you just think, what? This is it's just amazing. Brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. even like in the night time when it's lit up as well. You yeah, know, it's, it's, it's great. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Okay, okay. We're going to be super quick. Okay. A pint of Guinness in Ireland or yeah. a freezing cold beer in Spain? Oh, bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, uh, Well, I've not been abroad now for a couple of years. Hmm. But I do like to get back home. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> that's a good one and a very tough one. So, a pint of Guinness in Dublin. Do you mean a really top, creamy pint with a beautiful head? Yeah, 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 yeah. Double okay. head and the crack going on in the background in a bar. Uh, <laughs> the more getting the little instruments out and having a sing and a dance. And the bore on. The crack yeah. is good. The crack is 90. I'm going to go for the Guinness in Ireland. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Well, I love Ireland. I, I think it should be on the national health. It's like the most relaxing. It's just the most amazing place ever. But I love the sunshine. Mm. And I need some. I don't drink beer, but I would take the beer in the beach now, I'm afraid, in the hot sun. Because yeah. I'm the beach, definitely, at the moment. Even though I don't like Guinness, I'd have the Guinness in, in a pub in Ireland, uh, in yeah. Dublin or somewhere where they just get like a little bit of an instrument and the next thing the whole pub's bouncing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love it, yeah. So I'd, I'd definitely go with the crack in Ireland, yeah. The crack in Ireland, eh? The crack yeah. in Ireland. So, yeah, cool. I love the beach, beach action, but obviously Mickey is very much part of our life now, so we're, we're looking at staycations. So this year's going to be Cornwall, I think. Um, oh, so I would have a cold beer and a cold Guinness and Cornwall have the best of both worlds. Exactly. There you go. On the beach. Okay. So, San, Rossi's on our show. You can introduce him. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to hand it over to you, Rossi, and you've got like 25-ish minutes. You know what? We have amazing people on here. We really do. And we're so lucky. And I think it shows the caliber of people we have, especially for yourself, that I asked you as like a little joke. <laughs> when we message each other on Instagram after you watch never in a million years thought you'd say oh yes I'll come on you know um so we're just so grateful to you and it's it's people in the industry supporting other people even though we're like sort this is an amateur we th thing we do and John Gibbons did the same you know and it's just really kind so that's the measure of the person you are so we're massively delighted to have you on today Rossi um, and we hope you would talk to us a bit really about your journey, how you came to do what you were, how you came to Liverpool, how you came to be where you are now and and the great successful show you've got and about a lot of the charity work you've done as well over the years of which you've done loads um, with our friend Carol uh, for Cash for Kids, etc., yeah. um, including the boxing and the broken rib story then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, well, it's it's been quite a journey. You, well, I, you may or may not know, I started out as a chef. So uh, I trained in uh, I trained in Belfast and worked in a couple of really decent hotels. And then I went down south and uh, worked in Waterford and Kerry for a while. And and while I was tra while I was training, while I was about fifteen or sixteen, and I was I would say quite trendy back then. I was in a town where it was all very much jeans and jumpers for lads, but I was wearing like leather trousers and. The whole Duran Duran John Taylor kind of look, um, and then uh, this this guy that was running a successful roadshow asked me to DJ, and I I, I just went yeah, and I, I started doing it. It was rubbish, but uh, they kept me on, and um, I trained to be a chef, and I really wanted to make it as a chef. Now this is before chefs became rock stars, you know, like today's. Mm. I just loved it, and they say if you find a, a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life, and that was true with the kitchen. It was really hard work. But I, I, I just made the most of it. And we had a laugh in the kitchen. We worked hard. And, 
And but I always wanted to do radio, and I thought you really needed like a degree in English and stuff like that. And then someone just mentioned to me, "What about hospital radio?" So I sent off a few letters and ended up doing um, hospital radio in London in uh, St Stephen's Hospital. And then I moved to Australia and I cooked, but I worked in a radio station which had five breakfast shows Monday to Friday. So I ended up doing a Thursday morning breakfast show, and I played loads of songs in this station that were never hits in Australia but popular hits in the UK and Europe and, and, and got a little bit of a cult following. Um, and I came back and I was back in Cook and I was the sous chef at the Royal Albert Hall. And that was my last first uh, full gig as a chef. And uh, I was making demos and I had rejections that thick and I've still got them. And uh, I made a demo and, uh, and and the girl I was seeing at the time says, that's going to get you a job. And I went, really? She says, that's going to get you a job. I sent it off. Sure enough, I got three job offers. Um, in-store radio top shop HMV. Um, I got a chat with Radio Luxembourg. I'm not sure if you remember Radio Luxembourg. Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. The Great 208 and uh, and a radio station in Ireland. I ended up doing two in-store stations in, in in London. And then from there, I was doing loads of freelance stuff and commercial radio on the South Coast and, uh, you know, um, by Hampshire and Ipswich and places like that. And... Uh, and then I got a job offer up at Rock FM in Preston, Red Rose oh, yeah. Radio. Yeah. And uh, I got offered a, a, the evening show by a great guy called uh, John Myers, who everyone called Team, because he called everyone Team when he was a larger than I no longer with us. And uh, he put me on evenings and I was doing seven till 10. And then a new boss came along and he goes, You shouldn't be on evenings, you should be on drive. So Rossi's Rhythm Driven Drive was born and uh, we did some really good numbers there. And then Capital Radio was London only at the time. So yeah, it was Capital right. yeah. Chris Tarrant on Breakfast, Foxy mm -hmm. and Drive. You know, you had some really big names there. They, they gave me a job offer. So I went down and did weekends and started doing early breakfast, handed over to Tarrant every morning, which was an absolute joy. His audience figures were like, wow, they were yeah. like, you know, something else. And then... A new boss came along and wanted to make changes and my face didn't fit. Now, I didn't get potted. They put me on two weekend shows on full pay. Now, a lot of people say that'd be brilliant, but I just wanted to do a little bit more. So a friend of mine had started a new job in Leeds and he said, would you like to do the morning show 10 till 1? So we had a bit of a chat and I said, that's great. Conditions are brilliant. Lovely. So I moved to Leeds and had four brilliant years in Leeds. So I really, my heart always wanted to come to Liverpool. Because I, I would say Liverpool is almost like the 33rd county of Ireland. The crack in the banter between Scousers and Irish is so similar. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and then I was advised by someone very high up, I can't suggest that you show interest in a particular show in Liverpool. But if you do, that's your business, more or less saying, Do it. Uh, yeah. You, you make the move. So uh, I took on the mid-morning show uh, on the 16th of April, 2005. Um, and that went really well. Um, I settled in, moved to uh, where I am now in LA. Never moved, never moved. I love, I love where I live. Um, so uh, I did breakfast from 2000, oh, sorry, mid mornings 2005 to 2008. And then they offered me the breakfast show. And I didn't really want to take it. There was a whole lot of reasons why, and I'm not going to go into them here, but I didn't want to take it. It wasn't right. I thought they should have done other things. But they said, if you don't take it, someone else will. Um, so uh, uh, back was to the wall. Not so much. They didn't pressurize me, but it goes. Yeah. We've made a decision, and we're changing the breakfast show. I yeah. didn't want to take it, but yeah. in the end, it was. I was talked to and spoken to, so that that went well. It was a bit of a struggle actually when it took over because it was filling big shoots, yeah. um, and uh, you know there was there was a little bit of a, a drop in audience, um, you know, for the first couple of surveys. But we found our feet and we, we used to do a thing called the Village Idiot. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah, one. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Village Idiot. So the loser stayed on. So you got to go back tomorrow morning because you are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so so who was, comes up with all of these ideas? Is it something that you create or, um, or well, do you have a team honest, of people? I got, I got that from a friend of mine, uh, a really good friend of mine um, called Pete Snodden, who does the breakfast show on Cool FM and our sister station in Northern Ireland. And he would moved on to afternoons, I think, and he was telling me about this thing, Village Idiot, and he didn't really run with it. And I must admit, it did take a few a few weeks, maybe a couple of months for it to bed in, and then people got onto it and really, really enjoyed it. We had yeah. to move its time slot because parents and children were getting to school late, 
because we were sitting in the car park and they wouldn't get out of the car. So, we, you know, that's that's how successful it was. So the breakfast show ran for until 2014, and then they wanted to make a bit of a change. So they put uh, Leanne and Dave on breakfast, and I went back on the mid-morning show. Mm-hmm. And then one of the big bosses said to me, well, Radio City Talks on FM, and then we've got Magic on AM. We're thinking of switching both over, but we would like to call Magic Radio City 2. Would you be up for doing the breakfast show on FM? And I went, bang, 70s, 80s, and 90s, yes. So that happened in 2015, December 2015. And that really excelled beyond expectations, the whole two network thing, Radio City 2. It was it became massive in Liverpool, and yeah. with that, um, they thought we could go national with this and call it greatest hits. Mm-hmm. So that was three years ago, January three years ago. Yeah, I remember being gutted when you left the, the breakfast show and Leanne and Dave come on. I remember being gutted, thinking, Oh, <laughs> not listening to them. <laughs> and now, and now, and now, um, Dave's gone, Asney and Scott's on now. Um, yeah, they're and very you, good. You just sort of get used. To, you get used to it, don't you? And then they change it. And you think, oh, I'm yeah. not listening to that. And then you get used to them, and then and then they change it, isn't it? But I remember thinking, oh, that's just I don't like them. But then I do really like them now. Yeah. I think that, like really, the banter yeah. they've got with each other is hilarious. Now sometimes yeah. I'm driving down, and Leanne and Scott, I'm just Scott, like they howling. They are there. They are. I mean, I when I'm making a coffee, I can hear them in the kitchen, and there's always laughter with those two. It is. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm not advertising their bloody show, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> It is a great show, and 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 it's. But my only thing now is, and I'm going to sound like a proper old fogey, um, is when I hear the tunes, it's like, yeah. who the hell's that? Yeah. Yeah. Music, yeah. well, yeah. Because your... we were laughing, we were talking about um, when we're in nursing homes, like when we're you know in years to come. Yeah. What music are we are we going to be listening to? So is there going to be like all raving, like big party tunes and stuff? Where you know. And I was like, oh, no, you know, we'll probably be listening to the sort of records that you play, Rossi, you know, because you have like 70s, 80s and 90s and things, and and you still throw a few songs with words in, as my dad says, you know, something like that, isn't it? <laughs> so there's a few people listening in. Dave Fairbanks, listen, he says, we love Rossi. Gave me my only ever business award back in 2007. So there you wow. go. Hello, um, and John Howie, who was our guest last week from uh, Liverpool, John Moore's Uni, he says, hi, folks. So there you go. Hello, John. Brilliant. Yeah. So you've done loads, loads of exciting radio stuff, um, and we know that you do so much more than just being on the radio. So tell us a little bit more about everything that you do, not radio. Well, I do. I host a lot, an awful lot of events. Host a lot of charity events. I've done loads of stuff recently um, for the Hilton. Um, you know the Hilton uh, Foundation. I, I'm very much, you know, good friends with the Hilton and. Uh, and Marcus McGee, the general manager there. So, uh, so anything involved with charity with them, I always do because they put so much back into the community into yeah. Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Obviously, cash for kids. Um, I do as much. Obviously, the last couple of years I've not done much really. Not not nor has yeah. anybody. There were no yeah. events to go to, yeah. attend or host. Um, so looking forward to getting back and doing some some more uh, yeah. stuff for them. I would dearly love to do another box in the docks, but I'm not sure I will be allowed. <laughs> but the um, I I. I I boxed the last time I did box in the docks. Um, I boxed a guy called Graham White, and he is—he's uh, he, now the uh, the announcer at, at Goodison. He was my successor, oh, the, the announcer. Now Graham has shed a lot of weight. He is—he's lost an awful lot of weight, and he runs. He does everything now. But at the time, he was ten years older. He was three inches taller. He was seven Big stone, lad, wasn't he? seven stone heavier. I decided, yeah, I'll box him. So current uh, announcer from Goodison versus the former announcer from Goodison. We sparred, we trained, we did all the bits and bobs, and uh, we got in the ring. And um, the first round went pretty well for me, I think. Um, we, we both agreed we weren't going to go and smash one another. That's not what it's, you know, it's about. Yeah. Um, and the second round, I had him in the corner. So I thought, I'm going to move out. And I thought I'll move this way to my left because he's he was right hand. So he's going to come out this way. So I'm moving away from his, you know, from his sorry, his left hand uh, moving away from that. But as it did, he came with the biggest hook in the world. This was a lot of weight and he just went bang right in my ribs. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I felt the thought I didn't feel any pain. I didn't yeah. feel any pain. Probably and, uh, adrenaline was just like... Jazza Dickens looked at me 
as if to say, crikey. But I genuinely didn't feel it. But I felt the thud and it was like getting hit by a car. And then it was through the night it started to feel a little bit worse. But that got worse and worse um, as the week went on. So I um, I went to... Uh, I, and what, what happened, I got up this morning and I was trying to put my jeans on and I couldn't put my jeans on. It was like, mm. So I was getting dressed. Remember, it's quarter past four in the morning. Yes. So... I finally get stressed, gets my shoes on. I'm walking out like a 90-year-old man, and I get into the car, getting into the car. I mean, if you'd have got that in video, I mean, Christ. So it gets to St. John's, parks the car. As I'm getting out of the car, I cough, and I can't explain <gasps> It was horrendous. So I pull myself up, and I get out of St. John's car park. I'm just looking at the time. I think I can hear the lock opening. <laughs> the dog's going to go. He's going to go to Lally. <laughs> There, there he is. <laughs> Perfect, thank you. Oh, clockwork. <laughs> so I guess so we've got to walk around the outside because it's early in the morning. St. John's isn't open. It's now ten to five in the morning. So I guess down the steps, and there's a slope that goes down past Argos. You know what I mean? That takes yeah, you yeah. down through the alley. Yeah. I'm walking down, I'm in bits. I can't breathe. I can hardly walk. I've got to do a four hour breakfast show. <gasps> Going down, no one around, ten to five in the morning, I hear, hey! I went, oh my God. So I carry on walking and then I hear, hey, again. And I'm thinking, oh my giddy aunt. This is, this is the, I mean, this is, the, no one's ever picked a fight with me this time of the morning. <laughs> what am I going to, I can't run. I can't do anything. So I'm walking on, I'm thinking, I'm going to ignore this. And I hear, hey, so I thought I'm going to meet fire with fire. So I turned around and I used a big expletive. What do you want? As I turned around, it was actually a seagull. And it was a seagull going, hey, hey. But it sounded like a bloke shouting at me. Just as I turned around and had the expletives fired at this seagull, um, one of the guys that does the street cleaning came walking along and said, are you all right, Rossi? I went, oh, gosh, I'm sorry, I'm just having a go here with this seagull. I mean, it was like, uh, I laugh now. I was in agony then. Um, I know, and then you're fuming because you've had a little laugh at yourself and you, your ribs yeah. are done in and you're like, oh, <laughs> We've got a few people listening in. So yeah. Ali Moff, Ali Moff's my uh, Bezzy from years ago. So um, she says she loves this. Um, Liz Bentley, so I was with Liz today. Here she says, great show. And then Dave says, does Rossi remember going to Steve Coogan's gig at the Echo? It didn't go well for Alan Partridge that night. I do remember that, yeah, I do remember <laughs> I remember going to that that gig. It was it was good up until a point when he he did some medieval kind of sketch and it just went it just didn't bombed. I'm a big fan, by the way. So it, yeah, yeah. It was some it was some really good elements that night. Amazing, oh. amazing. So moving forward, are you doing any more charity things? Are you doing? Are you staying uh, breakfast? Because you you used to have a co-host, didn't you, on your breakfast, and now it's just you. So is there yeah. any plans of bringing somebody or are you just rocking it on your own? Um, it was Claire Simo and, and we had a great yeah, yeah. chemistry. We had a no fabulous chemistry. Um, no, that's not really up to me. Uh, my okay. boss, because most breakfast shows are either twos or threes these days or maybe more. Mm -hmm. My boss likes the fact that the only national breakfast show in, in the UK, which is, is flying solo uh, yeah. with one, one voice, is mine. Yeah. And he seems to like, you know, the way that goes. So we, yeah. so with one person doing it, I get away more music because when yeah. the two yeah. people are chatting, you're going to chat a little Good bit job. more, albeit entertainment, yeah. entertaining content. And mm. um, so he likes the format of one voice, a bit more music, and the features that are due in between the tunes. Um, yeah. So he's quite he's quite happy with that, and it seems to be working. Fingers crossed. Definitely. We'll see tomorrow, yeah. you know. Really. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Round is sound. Fingers round, all is sound, yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. And um well we do a bit, it doesn't come on till later in the show, but I've I've got a strong feeling you might have a couple of bits to tell us. We have a portion, as you probably know, called Red Face, and it's like an embarrassing thing that's happened to us in the week. Mm. But I think you maybe have some things that you could share. So he's just had a fight with a seagull. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. Well, I thought, you know, if you'd have been quick, you could have said to the street cleaner, "That's our trains. I battled seagulls." <laughs> <laughs> um, 
One of the most embarrassing things that ever happened to me was on a tube in London, and it was during my chefing career. And it's really, really bad. Uh, obviously, it's not intentional whatsoever. But I was on the tube, and I was reading the newspaper, and I used to have this big leather jacket. It was kind of sort of from the 80s, yeah? And it was, you know, it was a leather jacket, and a belt that went through like this and that. And it used to, the belt used to fall loose. Oh, God. So, <laughs> don't, don't worry, nothing popped out. <laughs> yeah, clothes on. <laughs> wow. So I'm standing on the tube this morning, and I'm reading the paper, and I'm holding on to that thing that you used to hold on to. And the tube was quite busy. And as I'm reading the paper, I feel, oh, my belt is sliding down. Basically, I thought my belt was pulling out and sliding down my front. So I let go and I went like this to grab my belt. But it, because of the paper, I couldn't see. But it was some woman who was getting off the train. She was bending over to pick, pick up her bag. So as I put my hand down, it went in the back of her head. So her hair, she looked up and she couldn't work out. And I went, oh, my God. And I tried to explain to her that I thought the belt and my coat was going down. Hence, I was reaching for the belt. And I found that, but her hair was all, it was like, where's the gummages? And I, gee, I went, oh my God, here's a lady who's just going to work. And she's just got like a whack effect of me in the back of the head from some great big Irish fella who's, um, who's, who's reading a newspaper. And I think that, that, that was, that was, I mean, that's like 30 years ago and I still haven't been it. They're the best ones, aren't they? When just a random yeah. thing, like Chandra last week, I'm still in bitter when she just linked the random stranger in in Asda. And but the funniest bit about that was the fella didn't react to you. He just like let you link him, which oh. I think is classic. He was just that wasn't that was a while ago. Couldn't just say it wasn't recent. That was a few years ago. I thought that's my weekly. That's my life. <laughs> weekly occurrence, isn't it? Yeah, weekly yeah. The, battle of, the people at the battle. I had to show me again how to move my feet when I was doing the drums again but he only showed me twice not four times like the week before so I'm taking that as improvement massive improvement and then this week they'll show you once so do you know the battle of story Rossi do you know that Sandra's playing the drums in town you see them are you yeah yeah are you, are you, is this like the um is I mean, this like the Brazilian uh, yeah exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. My yeah. friend plays. My friend plays. Uh, Dave plays in that. Oh, Dave who runs it. Well, no, Dave. Dave Fellwell, his name is. Yeah, he's, he's, like, he's the conductor and everything. All he's right. The page is he? Yeah, quite is a skinny chap. No. No. <laughs> he's, not, he's not big. He's not big. It's not him then. There is. A... <laughs> No. <laughs> You'll have to find out who the Dave is now. Causing murder, yeah. I don't there's only a few chaps though. There aren't many chaps there at all. Is, is this is this the is this the Brazilian thing that comes up at LA and comes up in Catherine Street and everything once a year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when they do all the no yeah, yeah when they do all the drumming and they swing the, the drums around the head and all that. Well Sandra's gonna be one of them. I mean we I'm can't in... wait for the real show. Next week is week four of newbie school. Anyway. It was like the sorting hat. You had to pick the drum. So I picked the easiest drum, obviously, because I'm like lack coordination. But I can follow time with music. Yeah. I just can't move my feet as well. So I yes. got yes, thank you. I've got the big, massive, the biggest drum of all. <laughs> there's, there's, and he said, "We need people for this." The thing you have to hook it on. You've got a thing like this, and you like that trying to walk, and the thing moves. <laughs> it's hilarious. And everyone's doing all these complex things, and I just have to go like that <laughs> so I can follow it. But there are a few variations where you have to do the odd things. Anyway, there's this bit, and you have to go like this up in the air and back down again. But I kept whacking myself with the thing, and they're like that. Yeah. Whack and blow, honest to God, because I kept hitting myself. I can't wait. <laughs> Don't be oh yeah, so Anne Ellenson, Anne Ellenson is listening in, and Anna, Anne says she can't wait to see that Sandra Scott. Oh. And Alison Telfer is listening in, and she says hi, Simon. Hi, oh, Alison Telfer. Yeah, yeah, she might know. Hi, no, Alison. Good evening, Alison. Hope you're well. Hi, hi, Paul. Yeah, and Paul. Yeah, this are the yogis. Yeah, Alison does all the yogi and the relaxed kids and the mindfulness with all the kids and stuff like that. Fantastic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, we can't wait to see the battler. 
can we? I so what's wait. happening with um, the Chinese New Year? Are you doing anything for the weekend? Uh, well, we will do it the weekend. I did suggest that we would do... So I do all the cooking in our house, and as you can probably hear, Emma's just arrived in. Arrived in. So, um, I, I, there's the, right, can, can, am I allowed to mention where I get some stuff? Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. get these Welsh dragon sausages from a guy called Chicken George in St. John's Market. Yes, yeah, everyone knows Chicken George. Yeah. We've met Angie's dad. We know him. My mum used to make me carry all the chickens when I was a kid. That's been going forever, yeah. <laughs> so we've got I've got Welsh dragon sausages which have seared off and I've done with uh, thickly sliced onions which have caramelised and a curry gravy and uh, and uh, saffron rice. So that's what I planned to do. And then I said to Ella, "Shall we do something oriental?" She says, "Save it for the weekend. I want my yeah. sausages and onion uh, curry gravy." Is that lovely? Yeah, yeah. What so what's your speciality when you when you're cooking? What what's your speciality? What, I, I can make I can make a decent curry. I can make a very authentic curry. In fact, I can make and, and, and some Arabic dishes. Some of my Arab friends oh. say it's better than homestyle cooking. So, oh wow, it's just divine, isn't it? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Aldi as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was amazing. The, the food in Saudi was everything that I didn't think it was going to be. Well, Saudi was everything I didn't think it was going to be. It was amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what are you going to cook at the weekend then for for your Chinese New Year? There's a got... good chance we might pop out. And uh, and maybe have a dim sum sort of buffet kind of thing or something like that. Nice. nice. Uh, we might, or I I might do a little uh, I might do a little Oriental uh, chicken noodles kind of thing or with cashew nuts and stuff. I'm not Lovely. sure, uh, but one way or the other, we will celebrate Chinese New Year probably at the weekend with food. Yeah, definitely. Because there's lots dish. going on in um, the bombed out church. Yeah, there is. Yeah, um... which isn't too far from me. Literally, a hop skip and a jump from my yeah. house. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and I don't know if they've got, you know, when they, when they normally do the parade, do, the yeah. dragon comes out and stuff. Along Berry Street and stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, tremendous. Yeah. Oh, I'll be there on Sunday. Yeah, I'll be yeah, yeah. Up. Yeah, we'll be there on Sunday. Saturday, I think we're going to go. And and it's um, the Granby um, Festival on Saturday as well. That yeah, of course. You know something? Market. It's the first Saturday of the month. Mm. Uh, ah, okay. We, we do, uh, they do that. We live literally where we live by Faulkner Square. Yeah, it's so close, and you know we've never been to that, so maybe we'll do that Saturday morning. Yeah, it's on Saturday. Only that it popped up. Um, so one of my friends, Michelle, she um is an artist and she creates all um amazing art, and she's got a stall there, and she sent me the little thing, and she, um, so I think it's ten till ten till three or something like that on Saturday. So that'll be quite cool to go down. But I didn't realize it was every month. I thought it was just yeah. Saturday. I think it's yeah. the first Saturday of every month, so I'm told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a real shame we've never been. We've got. I'm definitely going to rectify that on Saturday morning. We're going to do that. That's cool. Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe do a bit of yeah. lunch then. Yeah. So we have a um yeah, that was Poppy, that was the dog. She just like jumps all over the place. Normally I sit upstairs and today I thought I'll sit downstairs because the internet connection's been a bit rubbish and she's just on the couch, but she's just yeah, bouncing everywhere. Um so we have a shout out to any grown-ups. So any grown-ups who've done amazing things this week. Um so first I want to give a shout out to Danny de Brabander. So Danny de Brabander was one of oh, one of our first guests. Um an amazing, amazing human being, um, and he's been in hospital all over Christmas because um, he'd had a relapse with his um, with his bowel cancer, and um, he had his Christmas Day dinner on I think it was Sunday, so it was thirty seven days after Christmas dinner because he's home now, um, and he looks amazing, and they've just raising loads and loads of money, aren't they? And they're just doing amazing things. So big shout out to him, and hope you stay home uh, rather than going back in again. Um, San, any grown ups? Yeah, I want to give a shout out to Liz Harry, who has just designed, um, we've got a big massive, it's a selfie spot, and it, she made yeah, me laugh, yeah. she said, that Gaz goes to me on seeing the sign, didn't you just type it out? And she was like, no Gav, I created the font, designed each letter, etc. and it's amazing, and it's on the waterfront there opposite the Albert Drop, big massive Liverpool in white letters. Yeah. So brilliant! Get your photos taken. Get it online. Get keep the tourists coming because that's the biggest source of our economy in the city. So we Definitely. need to keep all of that happening. So shout out to her. Well yeah, done, yeah. Rossi. Any grown ups? I'm sure you've got loads of grown ups to give a shout out to. Yeah, I mean, do you know? I got a lovely email from a lady this morning that listens every morning and uh, listen in in Liverpool. Um, Jane Kelly and her husband there. They did a lovely thing. They did dry January, which is highly commendable and uh, and superb. I think I did a couple of dry Mondays, um, but she did. Uh, her and her husband did dry January, 
and uh, what they did was they, they put a few bob away each week you know what they would normally spend on the local etc etc and they, they, they raised 600 quid and they, they gave that to her dad's in a, in a care home uh, it's, i think it's the cambridge house in waterloo so they um, gave yeah. 600 pounds so i thought well, well what a great thing wow. to do uh, you know to do all a dry january which is a really dull month uh, yeah. even though it's my birthday month it's 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 incredibly dull um and uh, to do that and then to give that money to uh, the, the care home that looks after that i think her and her husband deserve a that by the way they did say yeah they did say they were, there's going to be a very wet february so <laughs> yeah it's right happy days yeah make up for it tonight you know yeah there's lots of people who do dry january isn't there and um you know it, it is an amazing thing <laughs> i don't I, i've never done it and there's a new one, isn't it? Is it Detox February or something like that, where you don't eat chocolate oh, in February? Yeah. I thought, well, I'll do that, but I've had a bar of chocolate today, and I thought it's the first, so no good for that one either. No yeah. way. My, my, my wife did give up chocolate for Lent one year, and she did it really despite me, because I said there's no way she would do it, so she dug her heels in and did it. But um, there's uh, there's a bar of chocolate in the fridge awaiting her for after she finishes her tea tonight. So uh, Amazing. So she'll not be doing that no chocolate February. Why do people keep coming up with these obstacles for us in life? You know, what I, mean? I know it's like it's like it's tough enough, isn't it, to then stop doing all this sort of stuff, isn't it? <laughs> so Tom's listening in. Tom's in New Orleans, um, and he's doing dry January. Well, you can have a drink today, Tom, because it's February. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. yeah. So he's uh... a bit early for him over there, though. Wait, wait oh. till he's past the yard, on. Oh, it is now for him. Yeah. <laughs> Is it February now? Is he? Is he? Is he? Well, it's February, yeah, but it's um, he's only just in the afternoon, isn't he? So um, I don't know. I don't know what the time difference is. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Orleans, yeah. about five hours, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's, it varies between six and five. Five now. There you go. You can have your, you can have a little drink before your dinner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'll get a for you. So we, we we tend to do a skill share. So a skill that some that you've got, Rossi, that you could possibly share with people that somebody could. Um, so some of our skill shares have been about um, one of our skill shares have been about how to get red wine out of the carpet. Um, how to put egg yolk in something that makes your hair go a bit shiny when Bri was on. Um, <laughs> And possibly it could be to do with, you know, maybe a little skill that you could do with cooking or it could do with maybe if somebody wanted to do radio or if somebody wanted to, I don't know, whatever you think, that that's a nice little skill that you could share with people. Oh God, uh, kind of on the spot. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I do use quite a bit to uh, to thicken soups and to thicken uh, curries. I make my curries quite wet, okay? I make them quite wet. And then I'll add in spinach at the end because we all like spinach and a curry, that side. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like the spinach still to be really, really green. But while it's, it's tasty, but it's still very liquidy, uh, mm. a really nice way to thicken it, and it gives it a lovely, lovely texture, is a couple of spoonfuls of uh, smash or powdered potato. Uh, it works great in curries, stews, by the way, scouse. If you make your scouse wet and braise it and braise it, put a little bit more stock than you normally would do. Uh, just a couple of teaspoons of uh, powdered potato works a treat, and also great for thickening vegetable soup you make a big pot of vegetable soup you think needs a bit of body yeah. just use that oh i would that's never bad, have done that. that's bad from an irishman uh, advocating to use powdered <laughs> potato <laughs> but but i do and, and it works what a I great tip that is the top tip I'm do you know try. what i don't think i've ever made powdered potato although yeah. me friend stuart he used to do powdered potato in a cup yeah. and then he used to put cheese in and mix it and then pour gravy in yeah. And then he used to eat it like 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 in a mo like, a pot, like a pot noodle, but a, like a pot noodle, but a potato yeah. pot noodle of cheese, yeah, and a bit of green. You know what? If you came in on a Saturday night, you'd had a few too many. That would be just delicious, wouldn't it? Really? My mum used to make us, my mum used to like leave us, but we were proper well looked after, me and my brother. And then yeah. she used to make us butties and things like that, so that when we come in, we didn't make a mess of the kitchen. She used to make us <laughs> our snacks. That's really good thinking. That is really good thinking. Yeah, so we didn't like trash the whole place. Yeah, yeah, she used to make our snacks. So it was cool, yeah. Um, so we have positive challenges as well. So a positive challenge that people can go out and about and do a little positive challenge. So something that, what have we had for our positive challenges? We've had, um, knock on a neighbour, mm. check all right. We've had uh, baked biscuits for somebody. We've had all just stuff like that. Like what was our positive challenge last, last week? week? Yeah. What was our positive challenge last week? Um, I don't 
since then. Well, I don't normally write it down. Really, is is I, I, I utilize things that I can do well. Um, and for example, a mate of mine who lives just down the street from me, he he lives on his own, so he had COVID all over Christmas. So I thought I'm not let him sit there in his pajamas and and not have a Christmas dinner. So yeah. uh, so I brought him down the full nine yards. I mean the full package, and uh, he was ever so grateful. But I mean it was no effort for me. So I was just, as long as he was yeah. happy, that was okay. So it's one of those. Um, when when my wife goes to see her dad once a week, uh, he lives over by Frodsham that kind of way. He, uh, I always send over a hamper of whatever I make this week. I'll always make an extra portion and batch yeah. it and freeze it. So he gets a, he gets a, he gets a delivery every single week. So it's it's finding out what people need and then and then yeah. sort of if you can do it and help them out, you know. And it's it's most times it's not even an effort, really, is it? And no. And you get that great feeling of helping somebody. And also, yeah, an act of kindness like that can really make a difference to our person feels as well. Yeah, absolutely. As you say, it's not so much effort, but it can have a big impact on the person who receives it. Definitely. Yeah, now we started our food club, didn't we? So we do exercise every morning and then one of the girls she lives on her own and, and she was having she works in a school so she was having like a school dinner for her lunchtime but then when she was getting home it's quite hard sometimes isn't it to cook for yourself um and so we we, we created the food club didn't we so we all take turns to cook something and then we bring it in so you'll end up with like you can cook you know you can cook a lunch you can cook a dinner you can cook a tea a breakfast whatever you want and then you go home with some food because your accountability is if, if you've if somebody's cooked for you you've then got to cook for them so yeah, yeah. You've then got to sort of think, oh, well, I've got to prepare something because I've got to cook for all those other people as well. So we're yeah. only two weeks in and we've had um, some boss foods, haven't we? Oh, well, she made him um, the nicest food. We had a, like a butternut squash risotto she did. Because yeah. Helen and I are vegan and I don't, I'm gluten-free as well. So um, oh, good. I'm gorgeous. <laughs> Absolutely. I know, don't. I'm going to a, I'm going for a meal with, um, it's my friend's 40th and we're going to, um, we're going to a restaurant in Southport on Saturday. And I've been mortified. And they were going, well, will you have a lamb kebab? And I was like, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel dead awkward in the group, you know. But anyway, that's another story. But no, we'll hear tales of that next week, no doubt. But, um, yeah, she made this butternut squash, and it was lovely. Speaking of which, have you and Phil had your soup tonight, Hal? No, I'm saving our soup for tomorrow because Phil's prepared the tea for tonight. So what? Yeah. I don't know. It's a surprise. So I'm going to go and I'm going to take my soup to work and have my soup tomorrow oh, and he's going to have his soup. So yes, Sandra made the lentil and tomato soup. Might me. need salt. Tell him. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll just eat it. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So, so, so yeah. And I took um, my auntie and uncle, they live over the water and they're like, you know, and um, I make a roast dinner in a tray and um, I did it last, was it last week, the week before? So I made the roast dinner in a tray and, and I did jackfruit. So I did jackfruit oh, yeah. meat, yeah. and uh, I took it over. <laughs> it's like dead funny. You'll be listening in somewhere. And uh, I took it over, and um, then you just had to put it in the oven then, and then that's cool, isn't it? Because you just had to heat it up a little bit. So I was like, oh, what do you think of the jackfruit? But he was like, it's got no taste and doesn't do anything. <laughs> so I don't think he was impressed with the jackfruit. It does need yeah. a little bit of seasoning. It definitely does. Yeah, I put, put like bits and pieces, and I, th I thought, oh, yeah, it's cool. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's it nice in a wrap or something like that, though. If you have it yeah. in like a wrap and things. You made pasties, didn't you, when we went up Mulvamma? That was cool, wasn't it? You made pasties for us. Did you? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I can't remember. Um, headed Hetty a gluten free one as well, which she liked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was with the jackfruit, the pasties. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound good. Hope you won't like that. I know. So we want to say a massive thank you, Ross. You've been yeah. up at four o'clock this morning and then you've still been able to come yeah. uh, on the show tonight. So massive, massive thank Great you pleasure. for your time. Um, so thank and you so there. much. And we're going to put you on the spot again because we always close the show with like a closing quote. So a little positive mantra that possibly you live by to close the show. And Peter Lloyd's listening in, who's the award-winning gardener, Peter Lloyd, and he's been our guest before. And he says, great show this evening. So uh, nice one, Peter. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, Rossi, just like a little, um, is there a mantra that you live by? Do you sort of have a little positive quote in your head or something that we can close the show with? Yes, uh, and it's a quote that I heard uh, many, many years ago, and uh, it still rings 
true in my years and it's uh, yeah yeah I sort of live by it uh, and you know you, you know in many ways I'm in a privileged position for what it what it do and and I got you know a lot of things I come across a lot of things that uh, a lot of people don't get the opportunity to do but it's a line and it's nice to be important but it's more important to be nice and I think if you live by that you'll 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 do okay and I, I like think that. that there's no truer words so and you've been very nice coming on our show today. <laughs> yes. yeah, yeah, and you've made me feel very important. Yay! <laughs> it's a win-win all round. <laughs> Fabulous guest. Yeah. Thank so massive Mark. thank you to you, Sandra, as always. Massive, massive thanks to Rossi. Um, mm -hmm. And everybody will be listening to um, Greatest Hits Radio. He needs his ratings to be even higher than last time yes. when he put the survey out. So share it with everyone. Uh, John Howie says, brilliant mantra. Um, yeah, John Howie likes a mantra, doesn't he? Nice That's one, John. Uh, nice one. Positive quotes. Just want to say a massive thank you and a good night to everyone, and we'll see you all next week. Okay, God bless you. Thank you very much for having me on. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, press. Oh.